is Jim Brewer, and you're listening to the Casa de Ha Ha podcast. I hope it's worth it. It was for me. All right, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Casa de Ha Ha podcast. Sitting next to me, Shotgun. What's up, everybody? Special guest today. The episode is named after him. If you don't know by now, I don't know how you got here. Maybe, maybe random circumstances involves you hearing this and that's all. Eric Kill. What is up, everybody in the Reskin universe? Are you expecting a response from them? Yeah, I'm waiting. And I'm going to wait here quietly until I hear an answer. So you're not getting shit out of me until I hear something. <laughs> well, uh... You heard it here, folks. <laughs> it's been um, real fun. That's a nice... This is kind of paradox, because <laughs> for them to hear it, we have to finish, but we can't finish till they hear it until... Figure it out, asshole. All right? <laughs> it's, it's getting late now. Okay. Uh, what's up, everybody? It is... Uh, it's a late night. Sure. It is... Uh, what time is it? Um, it's about to be midnight, dude. Ten but, till. Ooh, it's about to be midnight, and tonight was Casa de Jaja, the, the actual show after which this podcast is named... Casteja every second Tuesday at Sweat Records. It's one of my favorite rooms. Miami's dude. most uh, amazing record store, sweatrecordsmiami.com. Uh, that's where I've been doing my show for over six years. Always a showcase of Miami talent. And um, Eric has been on the show since he got down here. He came out like a bat out of hell. All these headliners were moving away. All this talent was moving away. And then for some reason, we got a little back. We got Eric... Moving from Orlando. And uh, yeah, man, you've been up on all my shows because you are hilarious and nice and in spades. Good guy. So it's been good to to uh, enjoy you. That's kind of weird sounding. But uh, L.A. is where you're headed, which is why this is significant. Yeah, easy come, easy go, I guess. Tonight was, yeah, easy come, easy go. Yeah, that's how I feel about this thing. That's how a good comedian should be in life, huh? Like yeah, traveling, easy come, easy go. Right, I think I think it's easy to get stagnant. I know a lot of people in Orlando can get stagnant because it's it's you're more likely to get paid doing comedy in Orlando simply because they have not just improvs, but they have the, the B and C rooms over there. Mm. Uh, so I think a lot of comics can actually get very comfortable there, and then in ten years go, oh fuck, I should probably get out of here. And then hmm. it's just is that like, where you came up as a comedian? Yeah, I was, and that's the thing. When as you mentioned earlier, I was in Orlando. I I, I spent there four and a half years because I was there for college. But uh, I hit the open mics as much as possible, and um, and then I eventually started getting paid to work uh, out there for those rooms uh, for bonkers and such like that. And right. then, you, um, went to, you went to my my alma mater's rival school. Oh yeah, that's right, Bulls. The Knights. He went to UCF. Yeah. The war on I four. War on I four. The sad road that connects these two <laughs> Florida places. Oh man, Orlando and Tampa. I mean, no matter who's listening to this, they know about those places yeah. in some respect. Yeah, yeah. Those are like they're they're just popular enough, but they're not necessarily Miami. It's definitely a different uh, vibe up there. It's that, South Florida, technically. If yeah. you zoom out, if you z- or at least Florida, I guess. Man. I guess. But it's, it's definitely people Florida. say it's the cutoff point, too, before you get to Florida. Yeah. I mean, it's different. Like, even the plants are different. But since, like, because I had this, uh, since I was in college, I had to literally study the plants because I took, like, a ecology class. Even mm-hmm. the plants are different between here and there. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing to notice, but it is something I noticed. 
But uh, but yeah, so the foliage, the foliage, uh, the plant the type, flora and fauna is <laughs> more coniferous. Uh, you go up in uh, temperatures. Yeah, sawgrass. Uh, yeah, man, you're educated, man, because you're an educating man. Yeah, yeah. Your day is teaching. Yeah, that's the day job. Um, when I head out to LA, man, I'm not sure how much I want to throw myself into it. Like, there's such a habit of me that there's a part of me that wants to be like, you know, oh, let's. Let's start doing the day job. Let's go. Let's get to work. But then there's like, okay, you're out here to be a comic, dude. So like, how much do you really want to throw yourself into? Like, it was nice this past year. I was doing full time teaching, which is cool. It was nice. It was a fun experience. What grade? Uh, seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. And it was a fun Whoa, experience. Just moldable prime minds, just, <laughs> just waiting to be <laughs> just misshapen by my <laughs> by my words of non wisdom. Uh, uh, hilarious hand. Everyone knows you're the funny teacher, huh? Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of people think that way. Keep it real teacher. I, I, I keep it like, I definitely set down the law. Like the best teacher I have young, at least young teacher people, kids kids can sympathize with you so much more than 90% of your other teachers who are just from a different generation. Yeah, usually. So that, that's your edge. And and that's the benefit of starting young because your ability to connect to these kids is going to offset your inability to teach well <laughs> so mm-hmm. like your inexperience as a teacher is going to be made up with like all right you guys know what i'm talking about like let's it's more like this thing that we both listen to or it's a lot like this thing that we right. both watch you can sympathize with them empathize with them yeah i know exactly what you're going through so you have that connection but then you see those experienced teachers that just know how to get a message across and things that they learn and that helps and that's better than being able to just connect with them mm-hmm. but then i mean anyone who starts uh, as being a teacher as they're older, that's probably the hardest gig. Being a female teacher starting old is probably the hardest fucking gig to take as a teacher. I mean, if you, if you just came in, you could think we're talking about comedy or... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Uh, how a stand-up can be applied to so many jobs, man. You learn, I've learned so much in stand-up. Right, you want to mention <laughs> you it? Got it. You got it. You got it. Alan Medina is here. Just the stay where you are. We'll take a picture for the cast. <laughs> We're going to take a picture. You are so much better Just describe what they can, uh, what they're looking at. Alan for the people Medina. Who, don't, who aren't looking yeah. at the advanced podcast. Alan is currently awaking from a high slumber <laughs> with a cup of cafecito. So around this and sugar like immediately. Oh, I feel you. I want a lot of fucking sugar. Okay. Alan Medina, everybody, sitting uh, in the in the sidecar today, uh, an up and coming young gun. I call him the Latino berserker of the Miami comedy scene. I call a lot of people a lot of things. Um, this gentleman next to me, Eagle Eyes. Eagle. Eagle. It took me forever for him to say to realize what he's talking about. That is my favorite fucking nickname. Dude, this Eagle Eyes, bro. He sees it. He's good. He works the room. Hey, definitely, you're great at the crowd work. You got tight material. You're a good, like, everyman kind of comic. You can kind of talk about whatever I've seen. You definitely have a good turnover rate of material. Yeah, it's a, dude, that is such a great room. It's, it's, a, it's a great vibe. But I, it's, it's, when I'm there, I do want to do new material. And, uh, but I feel like that's the, I don't think that's the new spawning ground. For like mm-hmm. a first time. Right. I feel like, all right, this one had some potential last time I said it when it was the first time. I'm going to say that here, but I'm not going to go up here and just talk about necessarily like the, my, I'm not going to drop my first thoughts on something up there. Um, maybe if I can fit it in between two things that are going strong or something like that. But that room definitely, it, it's uh, it's where you start developing something that already kind of taken off a little bit. Mm. It's, it's that, fi- it's like that vibe that. of room. Yeah. It's that type of vibe of room. Right, because I try and keep it a step to above an open mic. Yeah, and then that's and that's showcase. the vibe you give off, and it's the showcase vibe, and it's also not every week. 
I feel like an open yeah. mic where it is every week, that's where you go there and be like, hey, I noticed I have a toe fungus today. And then t- you try talking about toe fungus for five minutes to see where that takes you. But not, not, not in a place like Casa. You want to you wanna give it legit. You want to give it a legit shot at uh, respecting the crowd, really, and the room. Right. Right. You have rocked stage many, many times. Oh, today I ate a dick. <laughs> today was rough. Today, it was interesting because today was like your last time. And uh, 99% of the time, you're one of the kind of uh, comics that not only do I not have to light, but I kind of wait and be like, if the crowd is into this, I'm just going to let them go for a while. You know, if my time, if I can budget my show and it's not going long. And... Uh, yeah, tonight, as you said, you uh, imbibed a phallus, was yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a too. rough one. I was, dude, I was so into my head. I was talking. Yeah, it's just strange for the ending, like a fun, bittersweet, interesting, right? I, yeah, I, I've been noticing that I, I think as of, if I had to say my biggest weakness right now, and that always seems like it's changing, is from Remat right now, it's being able to get myself, like when I get in a bad mood, man, it's so hard to get out of it for me, man. It's so hard to get out of a bad mood for me, dude. And I think I just... Today I wasn't in a bad mood. I think I'm just in a strange mood. I think because I'm I'm making this big move to LA and such like that, I'm too much into my own head, and um, I'm not really just taking in the present right now. And also, I was thinking too much about my stand up. Uh, we were in the back. We were out front of the of the of the shop there, and we were talking comedy stuff, and we we're just talking about personas and you know being successful and getting booked and what's this kind of comic that. And I started thinking so much about my own set that I wasn't doing it. I was thinking about it too much while I was on, like, you know, you've done martial arts. And what I realized was, is when you're doing martial arts or stand-up, if you're thinking too much about your moves, like, I want to put my left foot on that part of the body or I need to, mm. then at that point, you're, you're going to fail. If you just let it be you and you, and you commit to your muscle memory and, and just lose yourself in the moment, then yes, you're going to do great. You're going to do much better than if you're very you know trying to be robotic about it and i felt like that's what i was doing up there i was too much in my own head and i wasn't really soaking in the crowd i was doubting myself i think uh i'm carrying over some of the feel of a failure from the ultimate miami comedian <laughs> i think right I was, we can talk about that in a minute too mm-hmm. and i think i just kind of carried that over and my biggest weakness is not it's just like that was yesterday and that today's today and or just hitting a switch where I'm like that's all behind me, and uh, I get, I think I get better at it, but I still have some really bad times like where I fight that. It's that's one of the the hidden challenges of being a comedian is being able to put that mask on at any point, despite what tragedy, small or large, is happening in your life. Yeah, you know, still have to be like, oh well, people I love died today. Yeah, time to go on stage. Yeah, like, and you know, hopefully you could use that. But if you're a lot of comedians aren't the type that would use that, and maybe you're not in a situation where it's too raw or it's too soon, or, but you still have to make them laugh. Yeah, my best material has always been the material after I processed it. Like it took me three years mm-hmm. to write a good joke about my ex girlfriend because that's how long it took for me to get over her. And then yeah. once and it was plus time, right? Yeah. And then once it's all processed, I'm like, I wrote this one joke and it fucking. I mean, meanwhile, for three years, I was trying to like let me out, let me let out my expression through the art of stand up comedy. People up there like just watching me like this guy's just bitching about his ex girlfriend right now. <laughs> this lonely fuck is not is not over his ex girlfriend. Uh, it worked. It, so worked it took cur- you three years of th- going through that on stage even to get to the. the well, I I would stop writing because I just for that for that part of my life like i want to write about my ex-girlfriend i feel like that's something i can draw from and and it was just for some reason i was hung up on her for so long and the pain of it i was just like uh yeah it's too real it's it's yeah it the larger the significance the harder and larger it is to uh commit the 
the energy it takes to give it justice on stage. Yeah. And to really like put it out there. Yeah. And to be third person about it. I feel like for me to be stand up to be like, all right, let's look at this from. I mean, fun, pain is funny when it's not you're not going through it, right? So that's why you laugh at the three stooges at least, like because it's not when happening it's to people. you. It doesn't. It's not funny when you get hit in the head uh-huh. head with a with a nine by four, but it's funny to me. But if you look back on the video of you getting hit by a a two by four, then yeah, holy shit, I didn't realize I made that. Face. And I still have my. You know, brain function. <laughs> yeah, assuming you didn't lose any fucking brain function. <laughs> because that stuff would rock you, yeah. Um, it may be funnier if you got the proper brain damage, depending on... That sh- you may not even know it's you, and it's funnier. Um, getting in the head. But, but that's, that's a comic, so, I mean, we go on stage and say bad things happen to us, mm-hmm. and then that's how the audience can sympathize. Right. But if I'm up that's there and it's... That's your, your tone, I guess. Yeah, and I don't mind going up there talking about my pain, but if I'm up there and it still seems like it hurts, I think people just get sad. <laughs> and, right. uh, but if I'm up there like, hey, guys, it's fine because I'm laughing about it too, then yes, then it's good. Then right. It's good. I mean, that comes through in your jokes. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the jo- there are jokes and not just like yeah. raw kind of tangential feelings where you're like, ah, oh, this sucks and she was crazy. And then you kind of zoom out and see and then be like, ah, that's what was going on here. And yeah. Then, and what else is comedy but that? Shaving off. The details, getting to the heart of the story. Yeah. You know, and conveying that. Yeah, and that's the first lesson in comedy, right? It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about right now? What are you trying to really make the joke about? And that, I have to do that to this day when I'm writing. Like, I'll have, I'll write, my, write out a bit or something that I want to talk about, and like, the initial, the initial saying of that joke is like three minutes long, and I'm like, what, the, what are you really talking about? Mm-hmm. And then it gets cut down to 20 seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a joke right here. The um, all right, so let's talk about that funny competition. Oh, the ultimate Miami. Because it seemed to cater to the local scene more, at least last year, um, until it got to the crazy reality TV stuff. Yeah, um, that's where, and apparently it's been ramped up to an insane degree. But so this year, I mean, tell me about this year because I I didn't make it past the prelims. Um, I went a little long. I had to stop a joke midway, which was like, ah, I had a decent set otherwise, but I'm like, dang, I did, oh, I should have just got off after this joke. I ended up going into another bit that, uh, before going into the, I did every joke except for the one I wanted to do. You know, that's one of the of things. Course. And it's a three minute set and you're like, yeah, ah. but, uh, that's, it's just like working a muscle in a weird gym. Yeah. No, yeah. No, like when you when I ran track, running a 500 was a lot different from running a 600 in terms of like the distance even it's a slight even though if you're used to doing five minutes doing three minutes is a different animal hmm. so so I, so, so, what, so this year bro so, so stuff happened we um we were at the same final yeah to go to the, the first level one yeah first level and then so you go back and there's like a pre-meeting right i mean you do interviews after that yeah which was the three people interviews where you kind of no the three the, the first one was just you by yourself and they're like what did you think mm-hmm. uh, do you think you have a good shot at this and blah 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 what were you think what's your main thing it was very much about me or you know you as the comic all right so that was that was easy to get through but then it was the ones where the after we had to meet out on, a, on our days off or whatever and uh like we all get together on one random day before the show, and they—that's when they did the three-person interview, where it's like, all right, so we're all three sitting down. They're like, so and so, you know. That's where they start to incite. Yeah, and they try to incite, and I was there with did Neri. You, were you prepared for that? I knew it was gonna happen. I would no, I, I knew it was gonna happen, yeah. and because the producer kept talking about how it was gonna happen, and the okay, other. Okay, so com- they let you know. Yeah. To a degree. So I mean, does it come off as shady? Like, what was the tone? 
the tone was just very fake. <laughs> yeah. The tone was so fake, man. And and uh, and like it was, you could. I mean, from the inciting to the, the the fucking questions, like who do you think are the three best comics here and stuff. I I hated those questions. Like who? Well, do that's you... to like build drama in the show. Yeah, you know? they and I, like and I could tell that's what they're doing. Like, but it's you... always a hard question. Yeah, and I'm not gonna and I didn't answer it. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I, I gave him fucking bullshit answers uh, towards it because I'm not. I'm not on a level with some of the comics that were there. Most of those comics where I could bust their balls, and that's the thing. I was there with Neri, and it was him, me, and Chewy in the same interview. And Neri was just killing. He was making fun of Vargas, Bradless, all the comics because they all know each other pretty well. Mm. But because I cycle between here and West Palm, and I've only been here a year. With that said, like I'm not on a level with a lot of these comics where if I do say shit, they may take it seriously, mm. and like that's gonna help or it's gonna hurt me get booked, hurt me to get, um, you know, the ability to talk to any comics in general. Or get help anywhere else. And I just make awkward mic settings anywhere I go anyways. I'm not on that level. And uh, Sure. You don't feel it. Don't take it there. Yeah. And I'm not... You take it somewhere. Somewhere else. Yeah. And they, and they just kept... They were really busting each other's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Neary was. It was I know hilarious. Some of those, yeah. Barbie said. And yeah, Neary who eventually won the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing about the competition. I'll say this: it was in terms of who won and versus how well it was judged. I congratulations, Neri. Like, What's up, bro? Podcast. Check them out, sister. Uh, Miami brother. Should I say bro? I guess it's a bro. Whatever. Podcast. Yeah. Check them out. Anyway. Yeah, and with him winning and whoever got first, second, and third, I felt like it was very well deserved. It got, it, and we were talking. Yeah, about, all the winners. It was and Ricky Cruz got second, and then my boy Bradless Philoctet uh, got third place. You know, yeah. no, I'm happy with it. last year. It was like it came down to this battle between Forrest Shaw and Clyde Gordon, and it was like built, and it kind of was this like battle of like good and evil. Not to, uh, I love you, Clyde, but um, just as far as like the joke theory thing was like ripe, and like everyone was like, you know, <laughs> Dan Dakota's got on after his bit and was like, I didn't know this was a singing competition. <laughs> and everyone lost because he does this big thing about Michael Jackson, which is a huge crowd pleaser, but. Hardcore comics argue that it's not exactly comedic. Yeah. Um, so it got into all these things. Regardless of that, how do you think the competition, like comedically, as far as like all the contests we have, these weird contests down here, there's a Mardi Gras casino on, and then yeah. the improv has their contests all the time. I think in terms of competition, it's great. It's just that reality show in the background is so distracting, and it's just so... Mm. But it's it's necessary. I mean, it's part of what makes right. that show happen. So I get it. So I'm upset at myself for not being able to do a better job on that show okay. for what they need. Mm-hmm. And because I recognize that that that's that's a needed evil. And even though it is evil, it is needed. So like, I think there's. I learned a lot. Do you lot, think they dude. just like? Would you suggest them to change the tone in some way or run it differently? I think I think I could have answered better in a way that maybe if I'm not talking shit, I could still be more entertaining. I just okay. kind of shut down. I kind of just shut right. down. Right. Okay. So it's not them. What with the? Uh, you feel it's more you. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, with that, I was mad. I'm mad at the fact that y'all don't fit together. Yeah, but that's that's got to ultimately follow me. That's my problem, not their problem. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they get a million I mean, comics you're moving to, to L.A. I yeah, mean, exactly. Talk about yeah. fitting into the system I, I, or playing a cog in, in the whatever mm-hmm. crazy scheme or machine. Yeah, if I if I can't if I can't make. Uh, if I can't make it work with them, and that's an avenue, why am I shutting? It's, I'm like I'm too cool to fucking, right. you know. Yeah, I, I think reality TV is the worst fucking thing to ever happen to TV. I hate it. I hate it with mm-hmm. a passion, dude. Anytime I watch it on television, I just I feel embarrassed for 
and you, I just, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's garbage. It's complete garbage, um, and to know that I'm a part of it, it's like hard to deal with. But you know what? I mean, this isn't like true. To, it's like an online thing. To yeah, and and I and that's and I, I did recognize so that, so I'm happy that I learned it there because it yeah. wasn't that big of a deal. And that's a, that was I was happy and surprised at how well everyone was about it. Everyone was really wanting to win, but no one was like, "Yo, fuck you about it." No one was wanting to cut anyone else down. Everyone yeah. wanted to just do do their best and hope that that was better or good enough to win the spot. But no one was hoping that everyone else, mm-hmm. like you know, the way they're probably going to try and build it on the reality show itself. Sure. So. All right, we're moving on. Can I just say this? This fuck. I know people say it, and I say mm-hmm. it all the time. Let me tell you guys. If you guys listen to this podcast, this dude has the nicest background. Like, it, it is, I mean, like, off, his his view from his house. If you ever want to break into a house and burglarize, yeah, nice there's spot. probably not much shit to steal. Yeah. But just, like, look at the view. Just steal the yeah. view for it. Soak steal. that in, maybe. Exactly. There's not... The riches are in the view. Just want, we I, lucked out. We got a nice 12 store. I'm not going to stop saying that, Daniel, every time I come in here. I mean, there's no... Uh, very, very little uh, entertainment value uh, mm-hmm. in mentioning it. Um, but I suppose the, the richer experience... Yeah. It's a, good, it's a nice introspective spot here. You, 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 you appreciate the view. Thank you. And the thing but is, if you move to it's another... changed my life having a view. It's the first view I've had. If you move it to another place, I'm just going to keep mentioning how much better this place oh. looks. So you're fucked. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to have like the view. I can't view. move to LA then. No. You'd have to move to where Tony Stark lives in Iron Man. Uh, and, in, but that it, thing totally gets slides down the mountain every like month and a half. <laughs> well, you know what? There's a certain risk you got to take for beauty. All right? <laughs> so... What Mo- else are we talking about? Moving out to, uh, I guess, well, I mean, the best way to LA. segue, yeah, is to LA when we're talking about how I gotta. That's big, man. That's, I mean, and that's in Miami, that's what happens. People, you know, we go, we come, and, and it's New York or LA. And why yeah. did you choose LA? I chose LA. Um, most, most importantly, it was weather. And then also, mm-hmm. what was very, very uh, most important too was uh, I know more people in LA. Mm hmm. And I've done the research, and it just seems like people who go to New York eventually go to L.A. anyways. Like, when I was there, a lot of people, they're like, oh, they went to New York, and then they came to L.A. Yeah, yeah, they say you go to New York to kind of polish it and work on it, and then L.A. to show it off. Yeah. So, and I, and I had a serious thought, do I want to go to New York and, and uh, build up my set? But I, I just, I, and I, I'm not saying I'm done or perfect at all. But you're ready. But I feel like I feel like honestly the amount the juice ain't gonna be worth the squeeze in terms of what I can get from being improved in New York. I feel like if I if I make it work as hard as I can, the juice. The ju- yeah. I feel like if I if I put it forward as much as I can when I and hustle as hard as I can, I can still improve to a level where it's gonna be worth having when I'm out there. Mm. So okay. So what are your overall goals? Getting over there comedically. I want to be able to create an opportunity for myself that I can uh, tour comfortably and live off of stand-up comfortably. Um, and I, tour all around the country? Yeah, mm-hmm. around the country. And then... Clubs? Clubs. Festivals? Any, festivals, yeah. Anything. And then, I mean, it's funny. Most people do comedy to get into acting. If when I'm there, I'm going to try and get into acting to help my comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, the stage... To, uh, I'm sorry, the... The credits, the TV credits, there you go. You know, you, you show up to certain places and you just say, I was on NBC. Even if you're that guy in the back left waving, hey, I was, on, I was on NBC. And then that, that, that'll that right. get you booked over anyone else that's... that's Talk, pro- it's funny. Yeah, I was talking about that uh, Dave Williamson in the podcast where it's like, the best thing you can do for your stand-up career is not stand-up. <laughs> yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. 
But that's the world, yeah. People look at the look at the world we live in, dude. Everyone likes to know what they're gonna get before they get it in the sense of they want a name to something. We like to go to Walmart because we trust a Walmart. You don't wanna go to a most people, most people don't wanna go to I don't to, trust them. Me neither, Risky. We can start a revolution right now. Yeah, down with Walmart. We talk about the competition. I just want to clarify that that was, it's a great competition and I just was very uncomfortable and I didn't react well with the uh, reality show that was intertwined with it. What did I, do I think it's what the show itself is a piece of crap? Yeah, but I felt like I also can react better to it. Um, I, my only, my, my only bitter sounding comment probably that I have about that whole thing legit is I just remember the lady would come in mm-hmm. with a microphone like, Hey guys, be funny. Like, just like, just say that. And like, put the mics in our faces and you know, a, 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 as a comic, if anyone doesn't know, if you don't dance monkey, yeah, it's, that's exactly what I said. Like, dude, you were not monkeys, bro. And then you have the balls to come up to me and be like, you need to be creative and funny. Meanwhile, all you came up with in the past three years is, Hey, Let's just get a reality show. And then like that's it. Like that's where you stop. That's where you stop thinking. You looked on TV, you saw that worked. Right. And then you have the balls to come up there. It's like, "Dance, monkey. We'll sure. give you $100. We throw this $5,000 banana between all of you and see what happens." So. Right. Right. And you did mention that. And it is. It's kind of asking a lot when it's like an extraneous thing. I mean, it's part of the chance to win. Yeah, and it's it all worth it. Like I guess, I don't know. Yeah, it can sour. It 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 tests your 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 soul. Like are you selling you out or you that's like, where you decide. Are you, you selling ready for out? something like Last Comic Standing? Exactly. Last Comic Standing. Yeah, Last Comic Standing. That's why I love a showcase so much more than a competition. Like yeah. just show me people that are good. Don't mm-hmm. make me you know, pit them against each other where they're all putting their comedy under certain constraints. And yeah. I want to see every comic in their element doing their thing the way they want to do it. Yeah. And, uh, but you're an artsy fuck, Daniel. But I'm an and that's your problem. Fuck. Exactly. And that's why I do a free show and, <laughs> and live modestly. But I have a nice view. See, the universe rewards me. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, Artsy fuck. So, and these are the things that I talked about on my blog, and I know we want to transition into. Um, I have a, a blog on my website, gilcomedy.com. G I L one L comedy. To your podcast, the Gilcast. Yeah, the I've been G- on it like twice. Yeah, you've been on it. Very nice. I, I recorded it right here where we are because um, this is a great place it to look. set up. Oh my good. Yeah, it's a nice setup. setup Nothing is, compared to the view his here. Setup is as nice as my view. Oh no. Because <laughs> he, he's Perfect. got like triple mics and. Pop, uh, uh, pop screens. Pop and, screens, son. Oh, dude. I got pop screens. Let me know when you're ready to handle the legit biz. And it's and it's not like uh, Michael Marianoff's Black and Jew podcast, uh, where they're the pop screen is um, a coat hanger with oh. a stocking over. It. Is it? Which is totally. I mean, that's street credit almost. <laughs> that's that's, like, that's respectable in its own sense. You're the and they're like occupy <laughs> podcast. And that's because they're racially minorities. Yeah, they're doing what it takes <laughs> when it survives. I just you know keep it in the podcast community. Um, okay, so yeah, you're blo- you blogged about your entire experience f- with the casino thing. You vented, vent a blog. I tried not to vent. A venti blog. I tried not to vent. I think I just tried to put my reels perspective. All right, how do I really see? No, see, this? venting is good. See, people taking it a bad way. Venting is good to a certain point, and then once you pass, it's complaining and it's whining. Yeah, I see but what venting you're is natural and healthy and constructive. Yeah, but I try not to. I, I don't know when I vent. I feel like it does come across as. I try to vent in the in a proper, more constructive way. Maybe to someone that I don't know. I just try not to vent to like strangers. I feel like that's just like oppressive. I feel like that's rude. <laughs> just come on, let me tell you about well, this fucking shit. What's a blog then? You know. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too. I guess for a blog, it's it's okay to do it. I guess, but I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like I should. I, I think I need to process it a little bit more. I don't feel like processing it on on paper for people to read it. it it's just so raw for me. I don't know. I for but me. You put it online for people to read it. Yeah, I feel like if someone could possibly read it, I think I think there should be more thought behind it in the sense of all right. I figured some of this out. Let me tell you what I figured out. But that's what you, you're saying. That's what you did, though. You're yeah, right. and that's what I try to do consistently on the blog. So you t- you did that and. And then, oh yeah, I wrote it, and then I, I got my first piece of hate mail on it. Is that call? I comment. No. Comment. Ha- hate comment. Hate. Haterade. Yeah. Hateration. Yeah. In the Some Guild Nation. Big time. Yeah, hateration in the yeah, Guild Nation. Yeah, someone wrote a, a nice lengthy paragraph about how you were, uh, what is it? Whiny. Yeah, whiny uh, and stuff like that. Quoting something or other. You were. <laughs> how was that? I mean, as I feel first hate responses. I mean, you came up to me today, and you were like, you're bragging about it. I was it. pretty You're happy like, about hey, it. Check it. I was out. like, dude, check it out. Because I just hate mail. And it was from someone I've never heard of. So I was happy that I guess that more people are reading this thing than I thought. So it's nice to know I'm getting more exposure than well, I Well, how do you know you haven't heard of them? You don't know who they are. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't seem like I know who they are. Well, it's, it's an alias. It's a screen name. Yeah. What is it? It's L. Ronbo. So E L space Ronbo, R O N B O. Yeah, one word. Um,. Right, so I mean, how do you know that's not someone you know? Because it's not I guess, a name. I guess I feel. I guess and maybe maybe it is a comic from. Look, could I mean, be the leading the leading theory as talked about because Casadea is great because like all the comedians a bunch come to just hang out and a bunch of people are just hanging outside of the show, talking comedy. Yeah, and some real awesome comedy gets talked there. Uh, besides the comedy that's happening. Inside. On stage, on side. Mm-hmm. On side and stage. Yeah, good for you, buddy. This is going great. Scratch that. <laughs> Reverse it. You want to do an AV clap? Shout out to <laughs> AV. <laughs> AV podcast. <laughs> um, we're, we're going through them all today. <laughs> um, I think we got three to go. Three to go. So, what? What? <laughs> yeah, we're outside... Uh, yeah, we're talking. Sh- we're talking about. Uh, who oh, okay. So been. the leading theory, yes, is that L. Ronbo is a pseudonym for this comedian Ronbo. But I, I don't want to listen. Let's, who, let's who, not start and, this. And here's let's the not thing. start this. Let's he not start se- this. He doesn't seem like that kind of. guy. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. So I really don't think it's him. It's just the leading theory. Yeah. Okay. Simply because of his name. That's we're a good not, way to troll. That is a. Him. That's a slam dunk way to troll them. What? Go and sound. Not only don't make your name sound like someone else's name. Yeah, but not even exactly like him. Close enough where people start to. Expecting it, and then you create more wild Throw ideas. Off the trail. Yeah. So, like, if you ever want to talk shit, be like, you know, uh, you know, a Sandler's, and be like, oh, Adam Sandler is talking <laughs> shit about my fucking podcast. Uh, let yeah. me tell you something, and then it'd be oh, that's genius. Yeah. Are no. You're gonna start doing fake comments on your podcast. Maybe. <laughs> is this you? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh man, I'm sorry, I blew up here. It's G. Uh, yeah. Now like, I got to start all over. I gotta choose a whole. But I, you know what? I, when it came to hurting my feelings, yeah, of course. At first, you start getting a little defense. But dude, I mean, I grew up in this shit, man. I grew up with Xbox Live and YouTube comments, and I think it's I. My favorite thing about YouTube is reading the trolling comments that people write because you just know like who is they who are they gonna draw out, and then they say something, and someone goes, "What are you talking about, idiot? Hitler yeah. lived in 1937, not 18th," and then just like who's really right. feeding into this shit? It is almost a, every a part of every video is the comments. Yeah, it's yeah. Some, like there's no other. You don't watch TV and movies and then 
you watch a thing about people yeah. discussing it. Yeah, and, and that's the discussion. I'm sure you two have the best intentions when they try to create that comment section. I don't think they realize the beast that it became. Well, that's the whole like thumbs up, thumbs down, and yeah. flag, and hopefully the people kind of yeah. push up the good stuff. And yeah, stuff like that. And then also, I worked at Publix, and the only reason that is a, a, a thing that helps with this whole trolling thing is I learned that when people do shit like this, that just means they're bad shit crazy. I worked at a Publix where everyone's so nice to you coming in that mm. when people are mean to you there, that means they have to be crazy. You have to be crazy to go up to someone with a gallon of milk in your hands and I'm there like, hey, sir, how's it going? Did you find everything all right? And the first words out of their mouth is, fuck you, pal. They're like, all right, this guy. Does that happen? Oh, well, not F you, but like um, just people go crazy. Like, um, I mean, like I won't. Like, say someone wants a lottery ticket, and I was on the other side of the counter, because that's what I sold, like, the lotto tickets when I was there. And the guy would just be super rude at first, like, hey, guy, can I get some help here? Like, but he just showed up. So it's just like, whoa. One time, I went... Yeah, but here's the thing. He needs to gamble. Yeah. He needs to scratch. But then I got the opposite, too, where the guy just showed up. I go up to him, like, hey, sir, can I help you with anything? He's like, dude, can you give me a minute? And, like, (laughs) right off the bat, I'm like, whoa, this guy... See, because that's the guy going... I need to stop scratching. Yeah. Should I do this? Mm-hmm. Just one. You know what? Monopoly. You know what? It's beyond it's beyond me. It's nothing personal. So when I see that oh, trolling right. thing, you it's just it like, oh shit. That's it. It's an interesting way to get used that's, to it. Supermarket workings. Well, yeah, I mean that's part of it. And I mean it's just you have to be third party about Day it. Day job self comedy for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, every dude. Comedy is so integrated into any other job. If you can be successful at this, dude, you can do so much. You can do so well at any other job. Like, if you can be a successful stand-up comedian, you can totally manage yeah. Old Navy. Straight <laughs> up. Like, that's a For great sure. transition right there. Yeah. HBO special, <laughs> retail, wherever, you know? Yeah. I did Lane Bryant. Mm. I, guess. I, I like him thick. What? Why, do I, why am I good here from Google? Let me tell you something. 45 minutes solid on HBO. I don't know if you can see that. All right, let me tell you right there. But yeah, dude, the business aspect here teaches you the business aspect of anything else you can be. So, I don't know. I learned a lot there. You have a random picture. <laughs> yeah, that's Matt Z. I'm drawing him for oh, Good. Anyway, let's... Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to hit your space bar. You fucking hit my space bar, bro. Don't hit my space bar. Don't preview bar, my bro. documents. <laughs> See um, some porn come up or something? Sorry. Not on the desktop. Come on. <laughs> who, who puts porn on hard, hard drives anymore? Um, stream it, baby. Stream. Stream, dream, cream, dream, bro. <laughs> What do you think, Alan? Uh, I mean, we're pretty much going to wrap things up. Yeah, me. any final words? Come to my fucking open mic on Thursday. What an asshole. This is not... Yeah. Um, oh, shit, wait, Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. You know what, promote it, because I don't know when it'll come out. It'll come out somewhere. Fuck yeah. Hopefully oh, wait, when is... Thursday oh, every Thursday for the rest of eternity. All right, great. Right, I'm not, this is going to happen. Uh, Update. It seems this room has already been canceled. Where? This is the kind of support we're used to in the oh, South Florida comedy scene. Where can people scene. find out info? Um, uh, follow me on Instagram, Medina Allen. I feel like D-A-N-A. Mm-hmm. A-I-N. Great. All right, cool. Thanks, bro. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's plug. We're doing podcast plugs here. <laughs> Eric. I love how he's, he did more time plugging than saying anything else. I feel like Alan could just be such more of a contributor on a team, but he just doesn't bat out. You know what I'm saying? He's you just, out, you go up there, and you freeze at the plate, and you just get struck out when you don't need to, man. I'm like, come on, dude. Swing, baby. You got so much strength. Um, all right. Mr. Mr. He's sleeping in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, dude, you're on deck. It's about you today, baby. Yeah. It's been about you. It's all me, baby. Um, all right, so you can find me in Los Angeles starting in July. Uh, GillComedy.com, Comic EG on Instagram, and The Gill Cast 
on Twitter. I'm thinking I got to start separating my eagle eyes. Yeah. Oh, bald eagle. Did I tell that? Wait, when I lost my hair, he started calling me bald eagle, which is the greatest nickname I think I've ever heard in my life. I've been searching for nicknames, Daniel, uh, and you gave me sanctuary. I love nicknames. <laughs> so, where can they find you, Daniel? <laughs> if they, if they're listening to this, they've found me. <laughs> DanielReskin.com. Follow me on Twitter and all that. Daniel Reskin at Daniel Reskin. So yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, he has a beautiful view and here in the back. I don't know if I mentioned that enough today. Beautiful view, Daniel. <laughs> you know, I'm not lying. This is the greatest <laughs> view I've ever seen. Stop it. Stop it. Stop I was hoping you would stop it while I was...